1: Welcome to the fringe of it, episode number 39. Are you doing the Pink Panther intro there?
2: Yeah, I haven't heard that in ages. <laughs>
1: There's probably like some new fandangled pink panther theme tune that we know nothing about. It's
2: probably like... I don't know.
1: It's just probably way moderner. Moderner. If podcasting doesn't work out for us, we can always turn into the new Elton John and Bernie Thorpin. A bit moderner. Less than three months until Man, the Elton John film release. Is
2: there a trailer? No, is there a trailer? Well, when Jo and I went to see Green Book, which we will come on to um, in a minute, the trailer was before it. and no, We did not get that in our Green Book. Yeah, we did see it last, last week. And I don't know, I feel like we, we saw it at an Everyman cinema. which had Oh, some, you're probably, probably getting a better calibre of adverts at an Everyman. I mean, some of the adverts, Charlotte. My God, there was a Grey Goose one. There was like, it was all for Audi cars. It was all like really like, nice posh things and i was like oh
1: we're getting an everyman in um 2021 i believe oh wow yeah not long not long now <laughs> not long now lincolnshire
2: i've been saying that about the cinema like the picture house is opening down near our road for ages and it's still not open so you know anyway back to the trailer yeah they showed the trailer and it was amazing but i didn't realize that he sings in it not Elton.
1: That worked out for Bohemian
2: Rhapsody. What do you mean? No, but obviously in Bohemian Rhapsody, they overlaid it with Freddie's vocals.
1: Oh, I did not know that. You, I are... did know that. I did know that.
2: It's late. It's late in the day. I, know I was going to say you've got to take that back because you have to be joking. As oh, can you imagine if you thought that was Rami Malek singing? Let's backtrack before we go straight. Are you embarrassed? Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah basically I'm am t- just trying to move on in any way shape or form. Um how are you? I'm good thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Um I'm going to apologize for my gr- gruffly roughly I was going to say gruffalo voice. I've been reading I've been reading too much with June, but I am recovering from a cold um and it doesn't seem to be shifting. I'm actually glad that we haven't recorded this sooner because I think um I would have had to stop to blow my nose. Sorry, that's way too much information. But I feel like I've lived a lot of lives since we since we were recorded last. I've been ill, June's now ill, um, and Jack's away working. And um so basically I might just kind of like mark an X on our door and just just don't come in. <laughs>
2: Oh, you poor thing. I know. I remember I know, can you
1: tell I'm wallowing?
2: No, but you were coming down you were coming down with something when we last recorded. So it's it came to fruition. Um and now you're on the rebound. Yeah, no, I'm
1: on the rebound. I'm looking for another illness. It was really bad. (laughs) I was in bed the first day, shaking, um, because I was so cold. Like I just I couldn't even, you know, when you're ill and you're like, right, I'm I'm not well enough to work, but I'm I'm not ill enough to. I, I will enjoy my Netflix in bed's kind of session is basically what I'm trying to say. But the first day that I was that's pretty ill though. Well, yeah, no, but you know, you can you can just about enjoy kind of like resting your head on the pillow and 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 watching telly. But the first day I couldn't even enjoy that, and I was like, this is just
2: pointless. I was just staring into space. The novelty of having a Bed day wears off very quickly, doesn't it? When you can't just enjoy it. Not that anyone enjoys being unwell, but you kind of just. It,
1: it really wasn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be, to be honest.
2: <laughs> this illness stuff really isn't what they all make out.
1: Yeah, but it also got to the point where my bum was a bit numb. And, I, and and I couldn't lay down. And I couldn't. I couldn't sit up. And but the only thing I could do was be in bed. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I've taken up far too much of this podcast complaining about how ill I've
2: been. Oh know, you oh dear.
1: it. <laughs> I know. Woe is me. Um in other news, can we discuss how light it is specifically at five pm? Because
2: I am excited. Oh my god. Honestly, and it's been mild. I I took a I took my jacket off the other day to take a picture. And I didn't feel, like, really freezing. I thought, Do you know what? This is good. It's exciting,
1: is it? I don't think any of us should get too excited because I just want to, you know... The March really. I, know. <laughs> have, have I Have I talked about it a lot?
2: No, but you know, I, I was saying to Jo, I, was, I said this when I was at the gym, actually. I was just saying, like... We when get, I was at the gym, can, we, was, just can we just backtrack? When I was at the gym, this this new me, yeah. um, no, my once a week session. Um, yeah, well done, you. Keep going. Thank you. Um, but I was saying, I was like, I get so excited about this, but then I forget what happened last year when mm-hmm. it all went like this, and then we got the March snow, and then after I, that it was fine. <laughs> I think this is enough to give me hope. Like, even if we get
1: the March snow, <laughs> that the it's March okay. Snow. Because I've got, like, in our garden, this is the first year ever we've had a garden since, like, I lived at home. um, Since I was, I don't know, 18. And we've got, like, little shoots in the garden. Oh. And we think they're daffodils. We've no idea what they are because the, the previous tenants will, will have put them there. But we're, we're just like, oh, I've seen some snowdrops. Yeah, I've been outside, not really needed
2: a coat. Wow, I thought you were gonna say I've seen some things. My granddad's actually coming over to do a bit of pruning and cutting back tomorrow in preparation for spring. So that oh, is very exciting. I say that like you've got an enormous garden, we have like a square, but um enough to put a lounger out there. Yeah, no, I love your garden. It's really it's really
1: nice. Um and we've we've just I say we, I've had absolutely nothing to do with it. But Jack's just finished building a bedding box. Um my only input was when he asked me what colour should it be, I, I said pink, and he painted it pink for me.
2: I was going to say, I was like, give me, give me a second to guess what colour. Was it Honolulu yeah, it, pink, Charlotte?
1: Which is, everything's painted with. No, because you can't have that indoor paint outdoor, you see. But it's, oh, um, it's learning learning paint. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. But I'm excited to get going with that. Um, we probably should have planted something already. There's probably people screaming at the podcast going, you're too late. I but know. I'm sure there'll be something that I'm not too late for.
2: Maybe put some pumpkin things in it for, for the autumn. Pumpkin <laughs> things. Pumpkin things. Yeah, yeah, I'll get on that straight away. I know, apologies gardeners and um, um, horticultural knowledgeable folk, yeah. Shall we move on to something we
1: have a bit more knowledge about with Teletalk? Well, I think it's going to be, whatever we've watched this week is going to be a letdown. I, cu- I counted when I was writing the notes, and we spoke about 15 different TV and films.
2: It was quite intense, wasn't it? It was a big welcome back.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of gave me a bit of a harsh reality check, a good, hold, cold, hard stare in the mirror and go, you, you really need some, some hobbies.
2: I know. Do you know what, though? Saying that this week, I've had a TV and film-fueled week. Who am I? <laughs>
1: I know. Well, actually, I did paint a wardrobe pink. Um, so I have done other things, but you know,
2: there's still only so much you can do in this weather. I know, but that's the thing. I mean, I must say, I must intervene and tell you about the Baftas because that, I that feels like it's tele talk all over it, even though it's more film talk. But I went to the Baftas.
1: Not yeah, and also not just like the tele Baftas. You went to the Bafta Baftas.
2: I went to the the. BAFTA BAFTAs oh do you know when it's it was a pure one of those moments I think how on earth have I ended up here like who has let me here I don't know who did it, but I loved the commentary. The
1: WhatsApp commentary from you was because that, that actually was the first day of my of my sickness. And I was man, I was feeling sorry for myself. And I kept getting these updates from you. And I was like, more, more, more.
2: Oh, my God. Do you know what? It's just because I was there and I was just I felt like I was probably driving everyone a little bit up the wall because I was so hysterically excited about everything. Like, I was lit. We were on the first tier at the Albert Hall, and you could look down and you could spot people walking in. So, like, when Rami Malik walked in a bit late and just shook Brian May's hand, I was like, ah! and I just could not believe it. I just couldn't believe I was seeing it with my own eyes. You know, it happens in real life, but just seeing it. And I think everyone was just a bit like, oh my God, who is this person?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's how, like, we we don't get to go to these things. Like, this is like. But that, Talk of the town, and that's it. And like I'm, you never guess where Liv's been. The
2: Baftas, I know. But and and I was saying to a few friends on the weekend, I was like, we like we're nothing. We're like we don't need to be there. Like it's such a privilege to get to go to these things because I have no skill in the film or television or editing or any of those arts. Like they don't need me to be there. So even getting to sneak in, even though it was I was allowed in was just official, official. I promise I promise the more I say it the less true it seems but it just it's such an honor I sound like I'm accepting an award now I'm accepting an invitation
1: yeah I know but I would I would have been so happy to be there what was um what was your highlight what was the red carpet like was it really weird was it busy
2: I mean we did get there quite early so we didn't see like loads of the big stars I mean saying that I saw Glenn close up close so no, that's no. like a big deal i saw tandy newton walk past so it was very exciting um but it's just very hectic and you kind of feel like because there's lots <laughs> i had a funny moment where i walked um along the bit where all the paps are taking photos and you see them obviously taking pictures of people that are genuinely famous and interesting and you can hear the camera like the flash bulbs going and then i walked across and the the pr lady was like just stop there for a photo Stop there, and then it was like, and that was it, and it was just the most. Was it your dad
1: as well? <laughs> I, know, yeah.
2: How I live so it's harrowing sound because you're just like, oh god, it's just
1: confirmation of what I already knew. I know what you mean. That sound like it almost sounds like a rolling. Like I've heard it before at fashion shows. Like it's a really loud sound,
2: and then it stops, and then you're like, oh god. Oh god, I that. Uh, yeah. It, like, I didn't want to stop for a picture anyway. She made me. But that's the thing. I was like I did not I d I didn't I didn't want this. <laughs> you didn't want this and I didn't want this.
1: And I definitely wouldn't be buying the picture of me from Getty. So I we can all I just have,
2: move on. I should have tried searching for it. It'd be like unknown woman in pink or something. and <laughs> <laughs> um, what time did you have dinner? Oh the dinner was quite it was like ten thirty. They were, we were called for dinner. Um but I must say the dining room we're in I was just beside myself because we were in the same dining room as like Joanna Lumley and Bradley Cooper. Everyone was eating in one room. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, I
1: I mean, it. it's probably best I wasn't there. I mean, nobody would have come, come near me because I looked like death warmed up. But I mean, I don't know. I think in those situations, I
2: might become a little bit impulsive and be like, Bradley. I know, but that's the thing. Like we were at one moment towards the end of the evening, I was with um the lovely PR who invited me. And I was like, look, we are gonna walk around here and we're gonna do a bit of celeb spotting. I was I didn't come here not to do that. And we walked I didn't come here to play it cool. I didn't c I, I came here for a good time and not a long time. Um and we were walking around and we walked past Olivia Coleman and Rachel Weiss and I cannot for the life of me remember his name, but the director of Roma, um, terribly unprofessional but they were all standing there and I was literally about three seconds I all I needed was a wing woman to go yeah go on because I was going to say to them congrats on a brilliant evening the lot of you and then oh dear god
1: oh god oh god I know
2: and I didn't and I was like should I do it should I do it and she was kind of like oh I'm not too sure and I thought no maybe I should (laughs) not be cool Liv be i mean imagine if i did drink that's all i can say yeah well that's what i was actually
1: just thinking because i i've been in a situation before um in in a fancy place and like jack's had to stop me because i've had i've necked a few champagnes and i'm like oh I'm jack's like no stop no no
2: no no that is not a good idea i know that's the thing i do wonder sometimes but i was just so excited but um yeah no i feel like because i'm a bit of a film boffin i like watch all the films as well i mean i'd only seen green book uh later this week actually <laughs>
1: yeah um, but you should have said guys we, we we have we have a podcast and we talk about tv and films and we've mentioned some of your names
2: i know that's the thing we're we're quite an we're quite an authority in the uh film like, critiquing actually yeah,
1: yeah forget forget kermode uh, kermode, kermode and
2: mayo it's all about us. I know that's what I should
1: have said. I was like,
2: you probably know who I am.
1: Well, while you were jetting, jetting off the Baftas, I say jetting off, you probably got the train um, or a car. But um, what? Yes, I. What have I been watching? So, um, Russian Doll on Netflix oh. has me hooked. It have you seen? Have you seen it advertised? No. Um, well, you know how like Netflix all of a sudden just like pops up with like a new show and then like the whole internet's talking about it and you're like, hang on a second. Like, how am I already behind? Oh, yeah, you know, like Bird Box, which I still haven't watched. Oh, yeah, we'll not be watching Bird Box. But, um, Russian Doll, um, it was, it was like the second or third day of my illness. I don't know if I've mentioned that I've been ill. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> I know, I know. I just kind of, I, I was trying to work and I was like, Charlotte, just give up, just, surrender um so I spent the whole day in bed like listening to podcasts and then I went on Netflix and I I thought I'd watched the whole of Netflix but turns out I have not and um it's got Natasha Lyon in from uh Orange is the New Black and you'll have seen her in American Pie as well who was she in American Pie? I don't think I've seen American Pie. What do you mean you don't think you've seen American Pie? I just don't think I have don't remember it. The teen film where, like, he has sex with the apple pie. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. I have no words and I'm going to move on. And I'm also going to point out this is the second time that I've mentioned American Pie in a row. Um, That's right, she played Jessica in American Pie. But anyway, it's... I don't even know how to describe it. It's really short episodes again, which I'm really liking in TV at the moment because it just means that you can just get through them and then do the ultimate binge watch. Um, But I started watching it without Jack, which was a real problem because he was actually getting on with his day and not being ill. And so I can't talk to him about it. And it's just the kind of show where you need to talk about it because it's just the weirdest show. The only way I can describe it without ruining anything is... um, the main character um keeps dying and she keeps coming back to the same night that starts off as her birthday party, um, and I'm six episodes in and I think there's eight to the series. But Jack's been here, my mum's been here, and none of them have watched it. And I'm like, sounds
2: I just weird. It's scary it you.
1: No. It does sound a bit scary for me, doesn't it? And 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 I nearly didn't watch it because I was like, um, I think the warnings were like heavy drug use and something else. And I was like, oh no, too dark. But it's actually, um, she makes it very lighthearted and she's quite sarcastic. Um, sorry, her lead um character is called Nadia. And yeah, she it's her thirty-sixth birthday party and she keeps going on about this in this loop. And a few people um on Instagram were like, I don't like it. It's not for me, but series um sorry episode four which is actually quite pretty much halfway through that's when it like really turns and you're like oh I am into it now I'm invested I would Mm -hmm. really recommend it it is yeah it is a little bit dark but not too dark okay not too much tension
2: yeah it's a little bit gray
1: (laughs) I'm gonna. in fact I might have to finish it tonight because I've just got two more episodes left and it's been hanging around you could easily watch it in a week Obviously, in, in,
2: unless you have better things to do, but I do not. Other things I've been watching. Well, there is another film I've only watched half of, so I'm going to save that for next week. <laughs> Intrigue. Can you tell me what you've
1: seen half of? Crazy Rich Asians. So that reminds me, we, um, to watch Crazy Rich Asians was part of our Christmas homework, wasn't it? I haven't watched yes. that, and it's rem- reminded me that I need to watch it. But the other film that was on our homework was the Guernsey Literary Potato Peel Pie
2: Society. Ah, I haven't watched that. I you watch it yeah is it good devastating oh yeah
1: thanks for that cried my eyes out oh I didn't expect it to be a sad one but then I know
2: nothing about the plot line so um it it's
1: uh, it's happy in parts but there's an underlying really really sad story so yeah thanks for that um but I would I would definitely give it a watch um it just reminded me that I forgot to talk about it last week but it would have gone unnoticed amongst our 15, um, you know, most watched. But I, yeah, I did really enjoy it. I can't believe I um, remember where we got it from. I think I got it from YouTube in the end. You know, you can rent films from YouTube. Yes. But yeah, really, really good. We um, snuck off to the cinema again this week. Ooh. Really pleased with ourselves. Um, and we watched Juliet Naked, which I'm really annoyed. Um, I didn't realise was based on a on a book because I would really like to have read the book because I think it would be a really good one and it's a Nick Hornby book um the book's the same name um but it stars Ethan Hawke who I absolutely love I just think he's the most brilliant actor and it's also got Chris O'Dowd in and Rose Byrne is the lead female and Chris O'Dowd is Rose's long-term boyfriend and he basically runs this like singer songwriter appreciation society for this um what's the word like basically this this singer called tucker crow who who kind of went into hiding um and he runs this like fan site for quite a few nerdy uh, fans I don't want to say nerdy because I was always on these fan sites when I was younger um but it's all about their relationship and and also Tucker Crow, who who's was played by Ethan Hawke um, and the whole thing is actually set in Broadstairs and Ramsgate as well which is really oh. nice um, they pretend it's another town because they're, they're oh. quite derogatory towards the town. Cause it's a sleepy, sleepy town. But it was, it was such a good film. Um, I can't say any more because I really feel like I'm going to ruin it. Um, How would I never heard
2: about this?
1: You, it's only it's on limited release. Like we went to a smaller cinema to see it, but y- you would really like it. It's right oh. up your street.
2: Oh my god, that really reminds me of. Did you have you seen the trailer for Yesterday? <gasps> Oh my goodness, how good does it look? <sighs> Honestly, I was trying to explain it to Joe, and I just could not explain it properly. I was just like, you just have to watch the trailer. I was like, can I? am just going to ask, how could you not explain it? I think I just, I don't know. It's a very simple plot line, but I just, I couldn't do it any justice. I couldn't be like, oh, so there's this guy and then like the world like basically has a power cut and then he, everyone kind of comes back around and has forgotten who the Beatles are apart from this one guy who then start singing their songs and everyone thinks he's a genius, which is how I should have explained it because that That's was perfect. What I mean. time time.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, how could you not explain the premise? It's the most simple premise since Titanic.
2: Oh my God, I'm so excited for it though.
1: Um, So, and also if anybody hasn't seen the trailer, go and have a look, but it's directed by Danny Boyle, but most exciting, excitingly, um, it was written by Richard Curtis and
2: we all know what that means guys we all know what that means
1: we we just know it's going to be marvelous but um when is it out oh it's not out until june it's a long well, time wait.
2: probably a good thing actually I'm, i'll be on the wedding come down so i definitely need a little pick me up
1: but that's what juliet um juliet naked that's kind of i don't know that kind of feel good warming kind of like Richard Curtis-esque film, um, which reminded me, have you seen Ethan Hawke? Um, there was these three series of films called um, the Before Trilogy and Before Sunrise, uh, there's Before Sunset and Before Midnight, um, but they're all set like 15 years apart from each other or, or roughly, and it's about this kind of couple and their life. And I'd recommend that um, for people to watch if you haven't seen it because that's what made me really fall in love with Ethan Hawke.
2: Oh, no, I haven't. But I feel like that's something I should watch.
1: I love the way we're starting giving out homework now of things to watch.
2: Yeah, there's things you should watch. Also, there's one more thing. Have you got anything else you wanted to mention?
1: Frasier. I've been watching lots of Fraser.
2: <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> I don't think we need to explain the premise to anybody. Um, but one no. thing um, that we managed to do is convince June that watching Fraser's fun because she looks for Eddie the <laughs> dog.
0: Oh, so like we're all having
1: a good time we, you know we don't need to watch in peppa pig we're like oh june frazier's on let's you know let's see if we can find eddie Your
2: favorite june <laughs> we're really pleased with ourselves strategy um i just wanted to quickly mention because we were going to do a whole podcast episode about this but we are not um it was the bbc panorama episode oh yes um what was the official title
1: it was about influencers wasn't it it was like million pound selfie sell-off that was the title um I didn't watch it because um I'd seen on somebody's stories that they said that the um one of the researchers had called them and was like really trying to steer the direction in a certain way and I don't know. it was somebody that I quite um it was a slow traveler on Instagram it was I I really respect her and I work and and generally I just I just kind of feel like i I just knew it wasn't going to be a program that was going to put me in a particularly good mood. I just kind of felt from the way that they portrayed it on their Instagram accounts, Panorama, that it wasn't going to be a very balanced program. So I just decided to save myself the um, the increase in, in blood pressure and not watch it.
2: Did you watch it? That was, I did. And that would have been sensible to not watch it because I just got really frustrated. I thought, oh, this sounds interesting because often with these programs, I kind of steer away from them but sometimes i'm like no Liv, like it's good to get see like a balanced perspective it's good to see both sides of the coin and you know shape your judgment on things and i went into it and i ended up like i got really angry like my eyes watered at one point cuz i was really cross the thought you like and, and i am really cross and i am really quite cross but um no it was just i don't really recommend watching it i think it did bring up some really interesting points um and i think it's a really like positive conversation to be having about like transparency and clarity and advertising standards I think they're all so important and especially with things like diet shakes and detox teas and eating disorders like that is really 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 important but it was just it kind of just suggested that everyone who works on Instagram or online is just trying to flog something for a quick buck and I was like I just did a series of tweets and I was just saying it kind of negates everything so many of us have worked for for so many years before Instagram even existed and to be lumped in with the people that just leave a reality TV show and take five minutes doing an Insta story I'm like no that's not what we're doing Um, but no it was interesting but it did make me cross so maybe I should not have watched it yeah i i mean i
1: saw like a lot of the a- aftermath on twitter um and i think like one of the main problems is is ev- everybody being lumped under this influencer umbrella um like content creators are one thing um i don't know I, it's a tricky one isn't it because everyone's entitled to their opinion and um everyone's got criticisms about various industries and the way that they operate um and a few people will like uh, kind of not very happy that that people had an opinion so a few people I saw on Twitter were like oh people are taking this program really uh personally aren't they or don't worry you know you're still going to get work and I don't think it was about the fact that anybody's worried that they're not going to get work or um I think it's just quite difficult to work in an industry that's constantly got kind of like negativity coming towards it and um, which is you know fine it's not like I, I don't want to have any constructive conversations but I think that when it's discussed, there's never the other side of the coin. It's not a 360 argument. It's very much kind of like a sensationalist uh kind of view on the topic. I think that's what kind of was my underlying bugbear about it.
2: I think that's it. And I mean I got like I saw a couple of tweets that people were like, oh, here come the backlash, like here come the bloggers getting angry. And I was like, well yeah, like I'm gonna I am gonna defend my career. Obviously I am. Like I'm really passionate about it and I've worked really hard. So Yeah, I am actually going to get a bit frustrated. And it's kind of like that even that in itself kind of felt a bit passive aggressive. because I was like, it's just like saying, oh, here come the angry women. Like, I was just, do you know what I mean? It's that kind of general gist. And I was like, oh, anyway, no more negativity yes um, yeah and that, that, that
1: is sure why I didn't watch it um but exactly. I, haven't, I haven't been watching anything else but I think um we have quite a, a meaty topic to talk about today so um I actually haven't been shopping either the only um thing that I have bought are some reusable cotton pads and I haven't used them yet so I can't even review them
2: oh damn I've um I did do you know what I did for the first time ever this week I went on to goop <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle and beauty website and, and, and why, why did you log on to Goo? I can't remember I think I might have read something about it in a magazine I just I don't know what spurred me on but I just fell into this deep hole of all these really luxurious things that I didn't realize I even needed and still don't need but I was just like wow there is something for everything it was amazing. Like, I really um, recommend, it. if you've got time, you need to just waste. Highly recommend. Um, didn't their Christmas gift guide include a private island? Possibly. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: What was one of the things on there that you saw and you were like, wow, I, I mean, have even, no idea?
2: I mean, elaborate sex toys.
1: <laughs> what was the priciest sex toy? I'm going to have a look now. Oh, their most expensive one's £176, which you could argue, you know, that is cheaper than a date. yeah and you get to to take it home so (laughs) there there are a lot of things on here um not just in the sex toy category but in other categories that I have never seen before (gasps) a stone diffuser okay fine right I'm gonna I'm gonna save this for after the podcast because wow what is that that looks like it should there's an essential oil burner that looks like it should be in a like a laboratory
2: Wow. wow! i
1: don't done okay. here, isn't there? Oh, what have you done?
2: Yeah. I'm gonna have to read now. I'm just gonna have to revisit after this podcast. Wow! Mushroom hot cacao mix with reishi. That sounds awful. Close the what? tab. <laughs> what are we going to talk about this week? So this week we are talking about weddings. It's a conversation that me and you have both had over WhatsApp, over the phone, in person so many times since you both got engaged. And it's mainly just to kind of air all our concerns and worries if there are any other brides to be out there or people that are involved in weddings or just want to listen to a bit of wedding chat. We just thought, why not do a whole episode about it? Because I think I personally, when you get engaged, the amount of people that ask you questions about weddings can be quite overwhelming, um if you're in it solo, but I think when you talk about it to other people, you suddenly kind of feel a bit more rational, yeah, I didn't realize so
1: to set the scene, me and my boyfriend have been together for ten years um in February actually it, our anniversary was a couple of weeks ago um and we've been engaged for four years um last week, like four Decembers ago, we got engaged um since then we've had June, um, the kind of the wedding. I don't know, really, we just kind of got sidetracked by life. Um, and you and Joe, um, when did you, when did you get engaged?
2: It'll be two years in July. So yeah, about well, a year and a half. You've been together
1: 10 years this year as well, haven't you?
2: Yeah, in May. So it's, yeah, very similar, very similar. Um, but nothing has made me kind of
1: not lose my mind as such but has, has honestly sent me sent me as wild as as planning a wedding like i i've lost myself a few times and i think both of us have had whatsapp conversations phone conversations like IR, irl conversations and and they've helped massively so we were just kind of if anybody is getting married or is married or in the future gets married that this podcast might help um just to kind of calm you down and and talk you talk you down from from the ceiling really because um it's definitely helped me
2: you really do lose sight I think when you get engaged it's so exciting and it it is exciting the whole thing should be exciting and that is the long and short of it but you get engaged and you kind of you just look all the things you really like and you have a budget and it's all really attainable and then give it a few weeks or months and then things just start going wild and it's just you speak to different people who say they've done different things. And then you're like, it just plants lots of seeds that you didn't even realize were there growing or manifesting. And then suddenly you're like worrying about seat covers and cutlery and glasses and all these things that people will not remember on the day. But they they become enormous, enormous things in your Irrational brain. Yeah, that's the thing. I think irrational brain is
1: a really good um analogy because you get swept up in it. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting swept up in it. We've been like I say, we've been together 10 years, we've been engaged for um I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, you know, we're we're just having a nice day to celebrate our relationship with friends and family. That's that's the crux of this, you know, if we break it down, and then before you know it, you're like yeah I, I do want the pink crystal glasses and and, and what was that the gold cutlery yeah 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 and and a charger plate Jack was like sorry a, a charger plate what what does it do charge my phone and I'm like do you know what I don't even know I, I don't even know what a charger plate
2: is nor what nor do I know why I want one I have no idea and then you start wondering what how much you're actually doing because you want it and how much you're doing because it's instagrammy or cool or what you've seen online and then it almost becomes this like internal competition with people that are maybe i don't know like there've been times where i've found myself like comparing my wedding my non-existent wedding at the moment to other people's non-existent weddings at the moment and i'm just like when did this become rational and or normal and or appropriate it's so bizarre and you're kind of just like like the the reason this is important, and people will love it is because it's me and my partner. That is it like no that's what people will remember. hopefully they'll remember other things, especially cutlery. but <laughs> the reason you're doing it is because you want a nice day with your friends and When I look back on weddings I've been to, the things I remember are the people that were there, the dancing and the music, and possibly the evening snacks because I remember a really great sausage sandwich and that is it. That's literally it
1: <laughs> I just keep having to remind myself about the fundamental like basic what is a wedding like what is marriage because that's the other thing a wedding a, a wedding is a marriage essentially like what well, well, a wedding isn't a marriage kind of um you know that's one day the marriage is is the rest of your life so uh, maybe a little bit more cynical than some brides as in um like, some advice that I would probably give my younger self is, like, if you can get married in the throes of romance, it must be a really, like, romantic thing. And, and I'm not saying it's not going to be romantic, but we've been together for a decade. We've had a baby together. Like, we know each other inside out, and we, we've we already kind of made a commitment to each other. So a wedding to us, like, um, I keep making the joke, but I genuinely mean it. I keep seeing my friends and family at Wake's more than I see them at weddings and I think that that's just going to increase yeah you're like we need to we need to th- mix this up guys yeah absolutely and and the reason that like because I imagine a few people will be like well why have you decided to get married like you've been together for that long and you've been engaged for that long but it was just we were stood at a friend's wedding last summer and we were like this is like really beautiful like I just want something to look back on when I'm a little bit gray a little bit old or having a bit of a a low day um i want to be able to like look back on my pictures and and just like remember a really happy day where i hand picked all the people that i love and they're all going to be in one room because let's face it if i don't do this they're probably going to be all together at my funeral and i'm not even going to be there
2: that's the thing and when you boil it down to that you kind of remember how trivial all the other things are like you think oh like favors name cards table plans like obviously getting a table plan right is a different thing but they're all so trivial because all you want is to have all the people you care about in one room essentially having a great time and celebrating the fact that you are with someone you really love like that's really cool yeah like I'm just trying to think like some of the best
1: kind of times I've had with my friends or the best parties I've been to we were probably drinking out of plastic cups I mean not anymore paper cups but you know we were probably drinking like warm cider out of paper cups now obviously um I don't want my wedding to be that but it you know I, I can't necessarily mem- remember what we ate or I don't know what yeah what soup spoon somebody gave me and it's not to belittle I mean that's one thing that I have to kind of make sure that nobody thinks I'm saying is that it's not to belittle anybody that works in the wedding industry or suppliers or anything like that because that is one thing that I have kind of learn to appreciate is how much work actually goes in if you think about invitations food for everybody to have a nice day in in the style that I I want it like I so we're getting married in um in a place not too far from Lincoln and it's an old Georgian house um, and we're getting married in October and actually we're getting married on a Thursday because it's a thousand pounds cheaper than getting married on a Saturday in the summer I personally love autumn so does Jack we get a bit hot hot and bothered if the weather's too warm Um, and also for the price it includes eight double rooms so actually when you look at that as well Um, and for us value for money is really important I'm not saying you know for other people it might not be as important but well you know we've got other things that that we need to maybe focus on financially and that was another reason to get married now is because we want to start saving for a house deposit now if we save for the house deposit the wedding is going to be further out of our reach because we'll be like oh well
2: there's always going to be something with another priority
1: yeah there's always going to be something and I think you know that was one of the reasons that we decided to get married this year because we're like oh I'm sick of the always something like let's put some money aside for this for this day that we both really want, but we're we're trying to spend as little as possible. So, for example, like I'm, I've really shopped around for my dress. Um, some of the dress prices I had like really scared me, and I was like, "Do I want a nice dress?" And I do want a nice dress, but do I want the the fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred pound dress? And I know people spend a lot more, or you know, can I spend a few hundred pounds on a dress? Like, um, I can't remember my last. Quotes get it made I think it was about four or five hundred pounds and then everyone can drink champagne for the rest of the day because I'd like not, not saying champagne's important but I'd really like everybody to or I'd really like to drink champagne all day that's what I'd like so it's yeah. like a, I, and I can't have both things because both things are a lot of money when you add them up together if that makes sense
2: no completely I feel like it everything does tally up really 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 quickly and you have all these ideas, and I think do you know what the thing is. You see on Pinterest all these like beautiful editorials, and that's exactly what they are. And they're kind of made to feel like they're real weddings. And you kind of think like you can't make that happen. Like that, that was that took a team of people and like thousands of pounds. And it's kind of the the bars we set ourselves in order to think we're going to have a nice day just get higher and higher and higher. And I think Instagram's amazing because it supplies a lot of inspiration, but then it also kind of sets this bar where you think to have a good day, I will have to have these things. Whereas actually you're like, I can have a great day and have none of those things. Yeah, totally agree with sense. that. I
1: think um, there's a few, actually, even the the alternative weddings that I've looked at, and not Not that I need to know what everyone's spent, but I think that would be a really useful like measuring tool, because you see a lot of these weddings, and I'm like amazing, but I don't know how much it cost. it could have cost like thirty grand forty grand i've no i have no idea how much this wedding cost that I've yet put on my pinterest board or my inspiration board it it's not like a real uh, sorry a realistic like comparison it just um you know I know what we've got to spend um and it's half of the average wedding in the u k um and we're going to make it happen somehow like well i know how we're going to make it happen we're not having favors um i can't be spending uh, saving all that money by not having favors you know we're getting married on a thursday um i'm not having an extravagant dress but to me like spending 4 or 500 pounds on a dress is really extravagant like but I guess it's where you prioritise your money, isn't it? Because some people will be like, actually, no, I really want that. Um, like, we're not having, um, because we're staying in the venue where we're getting married and we're having a reception there. We won't need wedding cards, so we'll be saving money on that. And then, um, I, I'm just trying to think what else we're saving money on. There are other things that will come to me in a minute.
2: That's the thing, it's it's so personal.
1: I think, we've we've spoken about Instagram before, but I do think Instagram and Pinterest have a, huge role to play in what is realistic what is attainable um in all walks of life in terms of like house DIYs wardrobe um restaurants and I also think weddings restaurants but you know restaurants and holidays like what people spend their money on and I also think weddings as well it it can just seem like are you doing this for you and your partner or are you doing it every now and again I've had to be a little bit honest with myself and go well actually is that important to you or do you just think that that's going to look good and maybe like impress people and that's a really kind of like not a nice trait to, to have to have to look at yourself and go you know are you just keeping up with the
2: joneses type of thing oh, completely. and especially weddings can make you feel like that and you know I was actually on rock my wedding and I was looking through a lot of their kind of um, weddings that have been submitted by different couples and that really made me feel so much better about the whole planning process because I was just seeing such a variety of weddings in different places who had different weather um, a lot of them were in the UK and it just kind of made me look at it and I was like oh they didn't have that thing that I was worrying about and it looks amazing and no one probably noticed and you know it was just it kind of rebalances things because there is just this i was saying to um i've said to a few people actually i was talking a lot about cuz i saw someone on instagram talk about needing to tone up and shape up for the wedding and i think that's another thing that i think is a really quite a like a strain a, a funny topic for me because i think again with a lot of things about weddings you're under a lot of pressure and another thing we put ourselves under pressure is to look a certain way on our wedding day and I just feel like obviously everyone should feel their best no matter how they look. And everyone is entitled to feel insecure and conscious about things. But it's the fact that someone's actually said to me, are oh, you doing a wedding diet? And I'm like, what? It, it blew my mind. And I was like, why? Like, why is there this expectation that if you get married, you're suddenly meant to just become this unattainable version of yourself? that you perhaps keep looking back on and this do you know what I mean but like why would you want to change the way you look in the lead up to a day that symbolizes nothing about that if yeah that
1: sense. I, yeah I think it it's so tricky I mean everybody that's there loves you for you like or at least well first of all your partner should um kind of groom or wife or you know um and the, and then your friends and family as well and and i, I guess it's really tricky isn't it because <sighs> i'm really sighing but i i guess one of the the biggest the biggest things that i guess maybe most people will come up against which i didn't expect is is the guest list so i i think i found that the hardest um i think money number 2 but number 1 well they're kind of intertwined aren't they because you are spending money on people um and And not that I resent spending that money at all, but you know venues have like capacity limits um and 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 you can't break those um so ours is quite quite small in comparison to a lot of people's, and sometimes you have to kind of be like. I- Oh, it, it, I don't know. It just becomes really awkward, doesn't it? And then the whole thing the thing exactly. with children, and and you don't want people to kind of be upset because
2: they haven't got an invite. Whereas I think a lot of people do understand, especially if you are getting married. It's definitely made me appreciate that if I'm not invited to somebody's wedding, it's not a personal attack. It doesn't mean that I'm not liked or valued. It just means that people have budgets and not all venues can accommodate for everybody. And It's not personal. It can feel like it, but it is so difficult. It's so difficult narrowing down a guest list.
1: Yeah, I think I think in the past I might have. I mean, I would have never have said it to the person, but, you know, been a bit upset that I hadn't been invited to somebody's wedding. Whereas now that I'm planning one, I'm like, cut me, cut me from your wedding list if I can save you a little bit of a hassle I will and that sounds really harsh but it's um it's been a really enlightening experience organizing a wedding it wasn't as it hasn't been as much fun honestly as I thought it was going to be. Um, I feel like
2: yeah it kind of shines a lot on a light on a lot of self-reflection and what's important to you and who's important to you and like it, it does kind of make you reassess everything and <laughs> reassess everything. Um, not to sound like intense, but it just, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's, essentially it's one day. And although that can be played both ways, you can think, oh, it's one day, you know, it doesn't matter. But on the other hand, it's like, it's one day, it's going to be the best. Mm-hmm. So there is that real split there, but it does kind of make you assess what's important. And, you know, I think whether you choose to spend a little or a lot, I think it's, it is just what you make of it. And I think people will enjoy it and they'll have a good time because it's you there. They won't care how much you've spent and they won't care if you've got all the trimmings or none of the trimmings because both kinds of weddings will be beautiful. And I think that's another thing I've had to kind of realise that whether you have, you know, flower garlands hanging from the ceiling or fairy lights under your feet or anything like that, or whether you have a really minimal rustic ceremony both are beautiful like there isn't one definition of beautiful or lovely when it comes to a wedding and I think that is something that I think everyone should really try and keep in mind because it's really easy to forget. Yeah I just think with with wedding planning
1: yeah you just have to keep your vision in mind and what's actually been really good for me is because we did get engaged four years ago um, and the whole kind of idea of that was whether you like some people don't like the fact people have long engagements like it wasn't really planned but the idea was we were both broke at that point living in London we'd been together for a while but like we both just wanted to know that we were not know but just kind of like show that we were committed to each other and that the relationship had a future Um, and um, even though we knew we probably couldn't get married um like deep down we we kind of wanted to take that next step so but i actually saved loads of things on a pinterest um and a folder and what's been actually really nice is to go back to those pictures um and i have quite a similar taste to what i had 4 years ago whereas i imagine some people would go back and and go oh my god like i mean there are some things um that definitely aren't my taste anymore but the bits that i like um i've continued with them because I think it's quite easy to get swept up in trends and, you know, especially yeah, when you work in fashion as well. I'm like, you know, if I turn up on the day in the dress that I kind of feel like I might fancy in October 2019, probably by like December 2019, I'll look back and go, what, what,
2: what, what
1: are you wearing? I think that's
2: it. It's so good. Like, I think initially before we even got engaged, people were like, oh, have you thought about your wedding? And I'd be like, no, not at all. And then I'd reel off every single detail. And I think a lot of those things have remained the same because I'm like, oh, like my tastes have stayed the same. And obviously there are. Yeah, like you said, there are certain things I'm like, no, I kind of know what I want. And very few things have changed. It's good to not be too governed by trends either. Yeah,
1: it is about kind of like having your eye on your prize and just keep reminding yourself what the day is about for you. Obviously, I'm kind of sat here. almost I do sound a little bit cynical, but that that is man and Jack's relationship. Like we're quite cynical people in a way like that's one of the things like one of our bonds so we're not gonna have um a big I say we're not gonna have a big lavish day I mean (laughs) the other day Jack said should we just not bother with flowers and and um and just have some plants and I was like pardon (laughs) sorry you we met right like Charlotte, Jacklin, nice to meet you. Um, So, you know, but I'll be spending the money um, on the flowers. That's kind of one thing I want, and then won't be spending it on other things, because I just would like, would love, love for it to kind of feel like it's filled with flowers. Um, So while I say it's not going to be opulent, like it's going to be opulent for me, but compared to other people's weddings, they might be like, I don't know. It's just it just everybody's kind of relatable scale, isn't it, really? And I think that's what you have to remember. You are you, and you and your partner like what you like, and not to get overwhelmed or, or start kind of, like, playing games, like, trying to keep up with people. I mean, we should have kept some of the WhatsApp conversations because I think they're hilarious. Like, both of us have just...
2: Shall I have a quick look? Shall I have a quick scroll and see <laughs> if I can find some of the things? Oh, yeah, we were talking about weddings being extortionate, um, and then you lost you said I lost it again the other night I was like call it off and then I said (laughs) and you said I'm on a fitness mission not diet as such just get fit and I said I have a PT it's the only way I can get to the gym um and then I said you said I have my trampoline out for the morning
1: Uh, can I just say the trampoline's back in the garage
2: oh look previously
1: to that I said it's just kind of a lot of money for a dress to wear um once when everything else is so pricey and then I said I was clearly having a bad day well I'm slowly giving up on the wedding dresses um I was a bit cross I was very cross actually um
2: I can't find a photographer I have quotes I can't settle on one (laughs) and then I said um you just want someone who's nice you can take a good picture
1: and I said um and everyone's doing that moody shit, like all wedding photographers. Why is it pitch black, Prey, And I said, re- like
2: four tiny eyes in the darkness. <laughs> it's just day. Silver
1: cutlery, like in capital letters. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is with weddings, like every now and again with the planning, you just feel overwhelmed um, and you just think, sod it all. Oh, like, what? what are we even doing? Like... Because the thing is, there is, like, a fundamental cost to getting married. Even if you went to a registry office, it costs what it costs to get married by a registrar. Um, It costs what it costs to feed so many people. And, like, even a basic wedding, I would probably suggest, you know, if you wanted to have, like, a meal, a photographer, a dress, you probably couldn't get married for much less than five grand. Now, people are probably going to message me and go, I got married for two grand, or, "I, you know, we got married for this, but... If you just wanted to go to the registry office and get married, wear something. and have, have a nice dinner.
2: You could do it for like a few hundred pounds.
1: Yeah. But you know, you've got to wear something you've already, you already own. Um, which to be fair, I could probably find, I could, I'm probably looking at a wedding dress right now. Um, but you know, there are fundamental costs to get married. But like, if you've committed to wanting to have a certain type of wedding, I just think every now and again, you you know, you need people like Liv where you can have these WhatsApp conversations where people just kind of bring you back down and they're just like, it's all going to be all right. Like it's 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 going to be a beautiful day,
2: whatever happens, um, and you can't change things if things will go things will go wrong, that's inevitable, but it's about you and your partner, and whatever happens will happen. And there we yeah. go but um maybe what we should do is start a thread on the Facebook group so people can talk all about weddings and let it off their chests and have a good little chat if people have got lots any tips they'd suggest um I feel like part of me sometimes wishes we'd got a wedding planner because I think having an an extra pair of hands would have been good but again I think costs obviously because it's a service and they do a great job but you know things add up.
1: I really hope that nobody has kind of kind of come away from this podcast and think we're diminishing the wedding industry at all I think what people I mean I couldn't do it if you wanted me to plan your wedding um that's why I'm not in the business but um we just wanted to kind of like keep it real really and just like let you know what we've been talking about and what we've been stressing about and what I've been fretting about um save the dates that's another thing that I've saved money on because I just text everyone the date um I'll keep coming up with things that I've saved money on um but um yeah it's and I think as I say I wasn't expecting wedding planning to be to be stressful or to be um, negative in any way. I just kind of expected it to be like a really nice thing, um, and it really took me by surprise that it, it hasn't been entirely all kind. No, yeah, no, completely.
2: I mean, I've me and Joe photographed weddings in the past, and there is such a craft, and it's such a high amount of pressure, and there's so many things that people do that you could not do, and it all requires such a lot of planning. So, yeah, it's just it's the kind of chat you you have with your mates where you're kind of just like god it's been a bit testing today and thing is people say to you they're always like oh you know it will be stressful you know sometimes there's tears and you kind of think no it's going to be the most exciting thing and it is so exciting I cannot wait for our wedding but it is just a lot to think about and it's a lot to juggle but one thing my best friend always tells me well has been telling me she'll probably stop telling me soon because it's getting quite close to the wedding is that a few months before she was always she was like well, you know, in September, you don't start worrying about Christmas yet, do you? And I was like, you're so right. Um, and I'm trying to keep that in mind and think, you know, people turn these things around in very, very short spaces of time. So it can be done. Yes.
1: <laughs> she says, Yes let's all breathe but thank you for listening Um, as always head over to the Facebook group, one thing I um realised we should maybe start doing is introducing there's a feature on Facebook where you can introduce uh, new members per week because I know that we um, oh no. yeah when we first started obviously everyone introduced themselves but as we've had new members and people have been in the group for quite a while um, there's not as many un- introductions so um, we will try and keep on top of that and, and we can tag everybody that's joined the Facebook group that week so if you go to Facebook forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it you will find um all our lovely listeners in there um and we've been on the social media this week so we have we have been on twitter um nothing too involved but there's a tweet or two
2: yeah we're getting there we're picking it back up we're trying to be a bit more business savvy this year new for 2019 business podcasters <gasps> oh good try
1: I'm off to watch Cold Feet. Um, I'll report back next week. It's the last one. Have a lovely week, everybody. We're going to try and release this midweek. Mondays aren't quite working. We'll get back to you with an official day.
2: Um, Have a lovely week. Thank you for listening. And we hope that if you are planning a wedding, it's all going smoothly. But do not worry. You got this. You got this. You got this.
1: And if not, just come to my wedding and we can, like, I don't know, maybe we can marry a few people in one day or something. it will be fine.
2: It'll all work out.
1: Have a great week.
2: Bye.